Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Stonebrook Pastors Question and Answer Podcast. Lord willing, each week we will take a question you've asked and spend about 15 minutes responding to it. The questions might be about theology, the Christian life, or just a simple question about what's going on in the church and why. My name is Matt Harama, and I'm one of the pastors at Stonebrook Community Church, and this week I'm sitting down with Pastors Brad and Dave to answer the question, what is systematic theology, and is it a good thing? I hope it's helpful. Okay, guys, so today's question is the question of how to do theology, and the specific question is there's they, the person had heard of two different ways of doing theology. Um, biblical theology versus systematic theology. So let's take some time here and maybe define those two terms, systematic theology and biblical theology. How do they relate? Is one better than the other, one more important than the other? What do you do with them and why do you do them? Um, so go, systematic theology. Who wants to chime in first? My understanding is systematic theology is a taking the the Bible and looking at it from a subject matter. So what does the Bible say about God? What's he like? What does the Bible say about Christ? What does the Bible say about creation? And so it's taking that subject and just bringing together all of the elements of the Bible to have a coherent understanding. And in my thinking, all of us have, well, all of us do systematic theology because as we're reading the Bible, it does kind of just flow together in our minds, and we think, well, God is like this, or um, this is what Christ is like. And so we're constantly doing it, but it's probably a systematic way of, of putting these things together. So it's more like topical, topical arrangement of subjects. Yes. Systematic theology would be a topically related subjects. And so, so Dave, does the Bible do systematic theology for us? Well, I think it would in some places. It, not typically. I think the Bible is laid out more as a um, story, a story form. Okay. But there are places that summarize certain elements of who God is and what he's like or uh, some of those things. But no, I think it's, it's something we have to do as we study the scripture. Okay. So, so, you, so we would compare or contrast systematic theology with biblical theology and Dave, you give a good description of systematic theology what would biblical theology be i'm not sure i know exactly the answer to this but my understanding it's a bit of a reaction to a weakness in, in systematic theology okay that there was systematic theology was being done without a really thorough uh, looking at the, the passage of the Bible, really digging in what does this passage, each individual passage say, and that weakness led to kind of a systematizing of things without actually looking at the data or having the data right. And so my understanding of biblical theology is an effort to get back to each particular passage and really dig into it, figure out what it is on its own, and do that thorough preparatory work before you try to systematize it. Ah, so more reading, you, you mentioned um, the Bible tends to reveal itself or the, the truth of the scriptures reveal itself in more of a story, more of an ongoing unfolding revelation. That'd be my understanding of biblical theology would be getting your head around the way that the, the, the truth unfolds itself or God's revelation unfolds itself as the time goes on. As the, so we have different 
um, scriptures that were written at different time periods, different books of the Bible written at different time periods. God's plan tends to work itself out in increasingly clear ways through time. And so that unfolding story, tracing that is my understanding a little more of what the, the definition of biblical theology would be, tracing the development of a topic through time. So instead of doing systematic theology of angels, where we say, here's what angels are. And then every time we read angel in the Bible, we import our understanding of angels. Uh, instead, biblical theology just tries to say, well, what does the text say? What would people have had for revelation up to this point? And what is the immediate surrounding saying? So uh, that would be my understanding. Of the difference would be um, biblical theology. We try to go through the, the narrative or through the un unfolding timeline and systematic is, is topically oriented. And in fact, I think you're right too. It's sort of unavoidable that you're going to do systematic theology. Everyone sort of does. Who is God? Who was Jesus? Um, some passages say very clearly in, in summary form, things like that, but we understand the bigger picture from the whole. And the other thing that I've heard is that you actually, the reason you do biblical theology is to compile a systematic theology. And so sort of like systematic is the result of doing biblical theology. But those are, those are just some smatterings there. So is the, is the problem then, if I uh, am doing only systematic theology, is the problem, is the root problem that I'm taking things out of context or without the full picture then? Let's say angels, for example, or a sanctification, the process of growing in Christ-likeness, growing in holiness. Is that the root problem then? If I'm too limited on my approach from a systematic point of view, I'm only looking up one chapter, a couple of verses here and there, and missing the whole, the, the development even of Paul's argument, for example, of sanctification in a particular book like Romans. What do you think, Dave? Uh, yeah, I would think that would be poor systematic theology. You know, theoretically, I think systematic theology should first include biblical theology and taking all of those, uh, the timeline of God's revelation and understanding that clearly uh, prior to coming to your final conclusions on uh, putting everything together. Yeah. The way I've heard that problem put that you're describing, Brad, is that systematic theology sort of gives you a grid or a lens through which to view the scriptures. And if your grid is um, incorrect, you're going to misunderstand some of the scriptures, or um, just historically, it's true that some of the grids that have been formed, some of the classic systematic theologies, by, ne by necessity, they're summaries. And so if you lay your grid over uh, one, of the, one of the scriptures and say, well, it has to fit this grid. So there's this piece that doesn't seem to fit the grid. I have to like jam this piece of scripture into the grid. And, and in order to do that, I have to kind of warp my understanding of it. And, and I'll shoot out to something that maybe be a future uh, one of these podcasts for a second, but maybe a classic example here would be um, covenant theology or dispensationalism. Both, both of them um, are grids. They are formulations of, of the biblical data on how the testaments relate to each other, how the covenants relate to each other, things like that. And so Dispensationalism has its definition, as does covenant theology, has its definition of how the covenants relate to each other. But there are certain scriptures that seem to fit outside of their grids. And so they have to 
just to like jam them into back into their grid. And I could give examples, but that might open up some cans of worms. So we'll not do that right now. Um, but the, the, so what's starting to, I should say either develop or uh, development of theology is a, is a tricky thing, but what's happening is that there are uh, some uh, theologies of the way the covenants work that are starting to try to say, let's back up from these grids that these kind of these historic grids that we've always used. Let's just look at the biblical theology. Let's just look at the biblical data and allow those grids to bend where the scriptures don't follow them and just say, well, the scripture also says this other thing that doesn't fit the grid. So we'll break the grid because the scripture is the thing that shouldn't break or shouldn't bend. So I think, yeah, there's, there's a risk. There's a risk of misreading. So go ahead, Brad. So if we, if we have sound biblical um, or sound study techniques and tools and approaches, we're reading things in context, we're trying to understand the whole it seems like that eliminates a lot of the problems, no matter what approach you would take, whether it's systematic or biblical. Is that a fair statement? I I, I think it, that's probably a, the safest thing is to just read the scripture a lot. You know, I think for the last 15, 20 years, I've read through the whole Bible in a year. And that just adds up, you know, you just get a, a sense of the whole rather than just a little individual part. So I think that's very a very good thing just to read it. Yeah. And yeah. you get the context to kind of see, you know, how this all fits together. That's kind of the, the way I approach my uh, reading through the scriptures as well Is trying to, I, I have two levels of reading I'm always doing. I'm, I'm reading through the Bible either in a year or six months or however, whatever the time frame is. I'm just trying to keep the, the whole of the Bible fresh in mind we have a tendency to leak information, right? And trying to keep that whole thing fresh. So while I'm doing a deeper dive study, say on Ephesians, and I'm reading Ephesians and trying to get the argument that Paul is making in Ephesians, I can hook that back out to the rest of the biblical storyline. So there's sort of two levels I'm trying to read and study at. And then Brad, you mentioned a study process or, you know, the fancy word is hermeneutic process. Um, and that, you know, we've done interpreting the interpreting class, interpreting the Bible class. And that is, that's sort of where, at least I think we elders at least, and some of the others in the, in, in the church have really lined out some principles for interpretation that do involve Let's read it and reread it and reread it and reread it and make observations and try to systematize it and then reread it and see if our system fits still and then tweak our system if it doesn't fit. Um, the way one analogy of our illustration I've, I've heard on this is um, it's like if you were to read the Lord of the Rings, it was my favorite book series of all time ever. It's because it's the greatest uh, fiction book of all time ever. Um, the Lord of the Rings series is really interesting. If you read the three in the trilogy and then the Hobbit, it's, it's an interesting story. And, uh, but it's deeper and richer if you know who the Dunedain are. So Aragorn, you know, Strider, Aragorn, the, the return of the King, he's the King that's returning is his character is very interesting. If you're just reading the storyline, but if you really dive into the research and you compile everything that Tolkien says throughout about who Aragorn is, when he shows up on the scene, those moments are a lot more intense. 
And so that's kind of the, the, the analogy that I've always heard used for the biblical theology is like reading the Lord of the Rings on repeat once a year so that you know the story forward and backward. And then the systematic theology is reading a Silmarillion and, and um, all of the other lost histories of Middle Earth and all the other things about who the Dunedain were so that the men of the North, you know, so when you, when Aragorn comes on the scene, a lot of his lines become more rich, more intense, because you understand, oh man, there's so much more weight behind why he's saying what he's saying. So that's the, that's the excitement of doing theology and hermeneutics, doing your hermeneutic process you're talking about, Brad, is, is a lot like that. It's a lot like reading the Lord of the Rings on repeat, but then also going and doing your research in the Silmarillion, which is kind of like the commentary on the Lord of the Rings. So there's my overly complicated analogy. One other final thought, and I'll just leave it at this, is the importance of developing our theology in community. There you go. We've strived for as pastors for years, not just even our own Stonebrook pastors, but even reading beyond, talking to other pastors, other theologians. And so developing that where we're not isolated by my, I'm not by myself up in a mountain developing some new theology, but I'm developing it with other godly men and women and having those conversations and uh, pressing in on each other on things that we agree or disagree on. It helps refine our, our faith a lot. Very good. Dave, final thought. Nope. I think I'm, I'm thought out right now. So. Thought out. All right. <laughs> one, one final word. I have one final word and then a quick summary. Um, the question that I was asked was um, I, that they had heard that systematic theology is a fool's errand. And really you should just focus on biblical theology. Just read the Bible through. And um, I would say that it's actually, as Dave started with, it's kind of impossible to avoid systematizing. And so the question really is, is your systematic theology good? But then not only is it impossible to avoid it, it's actually a very useful tool. When you uh, have a brand new Christian, a brand new baby Christian, and you hand them a Bible to read, it is useful to give them a brief overview, systematic hook. Here's who Jesus is. Here's what sin is. Here's who people are. Here's what angels are about. Here's what creation is to give them a real brief intro systematic so that they have some hooks for even starting getting their hand kind of on the first rung of the ladder as they're, as they're kind of climbing in their understanding of, of, uh, or maybe the better analogy is first step down into the depths or something. But, um, so not, not only is systemat systematizing unavoidable, it's actually desirable for discipleship. So those are the things. All right. So system, system, systematic and biblical theology, both necessary for a good hermeneutic process. The hermeneutic process involves reading, rereading, systematizing, and testing your systems. Um, don't, uh, don't lay your systematic grid over the Bible and try to bend the Bible to fit it, but vice versa. And do your theology in community with other saints that can help you see clearly and have more experience and have thought through certain things and can help you Build your systematic theology, understand where you are bending the scriptures to fit your system so that you can unbend the scriptures and rebend your system. That's all very good, guys. Good input. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for listening to the Stonebrook Pastors Question and Answer Podcast. If you have a question you'd like to hear answered, email us at ask at stonebrook.org. We'll see you Sunday.